0: is this is this your remix
1: actually have you been up online <laughs> what do this you is think like... of it they somehow found a way to make it gayer Ooh. eurovision yeah this song can only mean one thing it's that time of year again although not again because we didn't do it last year but we'll get into that later it's eurovision 2021
2: hooray I have to be the excited one here. Donald doesn't give a shit. He's too jaded. It's his I've 57th it Eurovision. It's so long.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, no, I'm actually super excited. It's brilliant that it's back because as you said, having having a year without Eurovision and I don't know, it's like a year without summer, a year without Eurovision, a year without oh, dressing up for Halloween, a year without all of the good joyous things that, you know, make all the rest of the boring parts of life worthwhile. So I'm I'm really happy that there's the glimmer of that coming back and there's a proper Eurovision. Can, you,
1: can you even remember how to apply glitter on your face. Can you even remember how to scream lyrics out atonally? It's like 2020
2: was trying to convert you. It was like a conversion therapy over the year. It did. Trying to make it (laughs) straight.
0: To quote Pansy, that felt oppressive to me. (laughs) I feel like the the whole thing is just, yeah, it's, this is a... um, Homophobic virus because it has shut down some of the <laughs> most important international gayness that there is, which is, uh, of course, the Eurovision Song Contest. They did, they did do something last year. We did talk about it before. It was a much reduced uh, kind of version. It was the thing called Europe Shine the Light last year, where they did a kind of a you know coming together thing to kind of mark the fact that they weren't having one. But it was just not the same, and we didn't get to you know waiver flags and be jingoistic and. You know, talk about the usual range of stuff, and that was a, a big shame. So I'm delighted we're doing it again.
1: So it's going ahead this year. Is mm-hmm. it like? Is it going to be a look very different to previous years? Like what kind of things? What kind of considerations are they?
0: I, I think it'll probably look look very similar to the viewing public at home. It'll be very different to the people who are there. There will actually be some people there, which um, was for a while up in the air if, if that could go ahead or not. Um, but they've confirmed that it will. So there's an audience of three and a half thousand who will a socially distanced audience. I have no idea what that means or a socially you know. distanced
1: three and a half thousand <laughs> yeah, people.
0: Yeah, I, I, I guess there's a free seat between each person or something. Um, the uh, stage is the design that they would have had last year, and it, it previously had a massive, a kind of standing room space in front of the stage, that, you know, which would have tens of thousands of people in it. Uh, and so what they've done instead, which is a good idea, is they've converted that area into. Uh, the kind of green room space so often if you've seen the Eurovision they will cut between the songs to reactions from the other artists as they sit on those kind of you know semi-circular sofas and wave Mm -hmm. their flags or whatever so rather than having those in a separate studio which is the usual thing they are now immediately in front of the stage so the people who who kind of have the best seats in the house are the other artists and then the kind of the, the gallery behind that with the seated area that's where the socially distanced you know three and a half thousand people are so uh, I'm, I'm not amongst the lucky people who will be there. I'm sure it'll still be a blast even with all of those measures in place, but it will be very different to how it was in previous years, uh, you know, with audiences of, of many tens of thousands at a time.
1: So this year there's new songs. Like Everyone can't resubmit their old songs. How yeah. many people are hitting on... The, on you know, the COVID note, how many people are trying to pull at those particular heartstrings about the pandemic and being parked yes, together and all that kind of stuff. Surprisingly
0: few, actually. I I thought that too. So, I mean, I I suppose I, I always think that uh, more of the current dominant politics and news of the day is going to make it into it. Sometimes some bits do, do and especially sometimes there's, you know, undercurrents of politics, as we've lots of times talked about uh, before on, on your show. But um, yeah, not, not so much about uh, COVID. There was a, a call at the beginning, um, and this was especially the case from fans of Iceland last year. Iceland should have won it last year. They had a brilliant song that was leagues ahead of everybody else. And there were a lot of people asking for the same songs to just return. So that uh, the people who didn't get their chance to make it to the big stage last year could do it this year instead. Um it contravenes Eurovision's own rules, which is that the song has to be released within a certain period of the contest. So it's, it's you know, it has to be only months old, basically, by the time it's it airs. And so because they had already aired at that time, they, they didn't do that. Many countries chose instead to bring the same artists back. So actually the artist from Iceland, Daffy Freyr, who uh, sang that song last year that everybody loved, uh, he and his band are back, but with a much inferior song. So I think Iceland have lost their, their golden chance there to bring it to Reykjavik. And it'll be somebody else. Um, but it's uh, of the songs that are there, and we'll talk about some of the specifics later. Um, they're they're generally like the usual run of the mill Eurovision. They're just like happy pop songs for the most part. There's nothing really that's explicitly referencing mask wearing or not wearing or advising us to sanitize our hands or anything like that. And I think that's probably a good thing. I think that's it's part of a let's just move past this and have some joy again mm. and, and forget about all those things. So. I hope that that's the case. Yeah,
1: we're seeing the same. I think in in a stand up comedy that's apparently happening in like New Zealand, Australia, and stuff. There's like this agreed upon rule that no one's going to mention the <laughs> pandemic because, really? like, what are you going to do? What are you going to like? What, what What are you going to add?
2: A few times I've I've come across the soap operas and they're having to act as if they're in a pandemic. Well, they are in a pandemic, but like, because car- probably because they are. <laughs> the characters are also in a pandemic really? and are shouting at each oh. other from across the room with faith. One of them has a face mask. I wonder, yeah, because
0: they probably would get in trouble, I guess, if they didn't show face mask bearing or whatever. So maybe that's well, a thing, kind of yeah.
2: maybe. I mean, I'd I know like, that the art also, time got yeah, dispensations.
0: Yeah, I, I, exactly. And I think entertainment should be our release from this stuff. And I think, you know, like, there's an important role to be had in things that transport you out of the, you know, flash that you have been living in uh, constantly if you're in Ireland and we've had this incredibly long lockdown for, for far too long now. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think Eurovision has a role in that too. And I, I think lots of entertainment uh, kind of is is a... A breath of fresh air. So that's so, much needed for a lot of people.
2: There's no anti-lockdown songs this year. No, uh,
0: I mean, unless they're extremely well disguised, there are not. You know, there's no anti-vaccine. The, I- either the Irish do.
2: one. She's running around a lot. She's running around. She is certainly enjoying the outdoors. Yes,
1: she's enjoying the outdoors, and there's no yeah. one seems to be around her. So, but she is doing that within five kilometers
0: of her house, and uh,
1: she's. <laughs> she's
2: yeah.
1: uh, um, I, I, <laughs> I should actually mention. I'm getting my vaccine in the morning.
2: You bastard! I'm so happy. Yeah, with you. Oh, right. yeah. So, so is my man. Um, yeah, that, that's <laughs> it's, it's
0: for our date. Oh. you're you're well ahead. I, we're we're yeah. I, I think I'll get it in June at some point. Uh, and yeah, but it's it's it still feels like a long way away. And then also, depending on luck, I suppose if you get AstraZeneca, you have to wait twelve weeks. But if you get Pfizer, it's only. I'm getting four. Pfizer. Oh, very lucky. That's good. Yeah,
1: the good stuff. Do you want me to? Uh, like squeegee off some sweat off my back and just like put it in a ship it over. to you the guys. Thing do
0: every weekend? Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, we well, this spent, time it'll be a <laughs> Uh Yeah, I, I'm sure eventually we'll we'll all uh, catch up. But Ireland seems to be yeah quite behind the the UK, despite us getting to have lots of chat and Freud at the beginning and give out about uh, the UK and how terribly they were mishandling things. They are out-vaccinating us quite a bit, it
1: seems, at this point. That's what happens. That's the benefit of putting all of your eggs in one basket. Richie's like
2: a COVID, <laughs> covert migrating bird. He's, he's flying between the islands, depending on which one of them is doing better during the pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> you can't catch me, COVID. Like a fart
1: in the wind. Well, speaking of Ireland, do we want to start off with Ireland's entry? I think
0: it's a great place to start, yeah. Um, and especially because, again, I said this last year, we're finally taking it seriously in Ireland. We had this, this long, long period where we put in utter trash constantly, and uh, kind of ignore the fact that there is a fairly obvious formula to to winning Eurovision and that you do have to have a quality song as the very foundation of that. But also you need to think about staging and you need to think about it, you know, not being, uh, you know, as as generic and dull as it had been. And they've done that. They've done a great job. And I'm really, really happy to wave an Irish flag alongside the other one that I'll talk about in a minute.
1: Bop. It
0: is. It is. It's, yeah, it, I failed to find it there, but there's a, a bit in the middle that's a little bit more chanty and more kind of like get a an arena of people shouting along with you sort of thing. But it's um yeah, it, it's very upbeat. It's it's again like her one from last year. I think it's better than uh, this. Is the same artist, Leslie Roy, who we entered last year. Um, last year was very much more formulaic, uh, early days of Katy Perry, and uh, there's mm. a little bit of Katy Perry to it still. I think. Um, it's a little so bit of
1: firework in there, yeah.
0: A little, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's a little bit more original than, than the previous one was. And I think, yeah, just it's a very joyful, happy song. I think we should hopefully fairly comfortably qualify on it. We're in the more difficult of the two semifinals. So again, there's the semifinals where the countries have to battle it out for the limited amount of places in the, the grand final. And we're in there with the kind of heavy hitters this year. Um, but I'm confident we should get through with this, and I think we might actually um, do hopefully one of the best rankings we've done in a while. I think this might be a beginning of Ireland having a decent showing again.
2: When's the last time we got through to the finals? So Ryan O'Shaughnessy,
0: who was the guy who had oh, the, um, the staging, which had the the two dancers, yeah. So it had like the the kind of uh, um, two guys who who were you know sort of like a couple hooking up and sitting on a bench together and whatever, and was you know very gay and therefore courted controversy. Um, that was, yeah, that was a good entry too. And again, uh, smart by RT because it got lots of countries giving out about it beforehand. So one of the great ways for drumming up some Eurovision uh, popularity is in advance to have someone uh, say you're
2: terrible or whatever. So It's yeah. funny that, you know, you can't go overtly gay in the Eurovision or else you might get given out about it in the Eastern Europe. Despite I mean, the fact that, yeah, like, off. what do they think it is? What do they think they're joining?
0: Yeah, I think they're very active going near the Eurovision is itself, uh, <laughs> overtly gay. But there's, <laughs> there, yeah, there's. I suppose there's a spectrum to it, and yes, you can go uh, crazily so. But I, it's, I mean, in many ways, the the people who are the countries that that were most uh, kind of anti-gay in Eurovision are, well, of course, still Russia, who come and go. They they. Uh, left dramatically and have come back again. They're they're uh you know right back again this year. Though they had kind of ruled themselves out previously because they felt people were being too mean to them, which is hilarious. Uh, but uh, Hungary has left. Hungary left uh in twenty nineteen, and one of the reasons that they gave actually was that it was promoting homosexuality. So I mean, oh, wow. it, it is uh <laughs> 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 not in the way that they they mean and uh yeah. So it's like it, that sort of stuff is very petty, obviously.
1: Years ago.
2: Yeah, Years ago, w- wasn't there a Russian act that was two young women making out tattoo? Uh,
0: no, tattoo. I, I, yeah, so, so tattoo, they that was not part of Eurovision where they they kissed. So they tattoo had a song which was big in, in the UK and, and Europe and where, where there was kissing or there was a kind of a strong lesbian vibe, but I don't think they did that at Eurovision. What happened was tattoo were uh kind of Eurovision entrants, and they, I mean. If you get a chance, go back and watch the the hosting of it, especially the second semifinal when Russia hosted it last, because it is the fucking gayest thing I have ever seen in my life. The <laughs> Russian Red Army Choir came out and sang, and giant pink inflatable tanks came out. And it was this kind of like gay, militaristic, weird, <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, it was the fever dream of some sort of like Bob Fosse.
1: Did uh, it work for you? From,
0: I loved it. I thought it was, <laughs> it was great, but I you mean, don't enlist it the next day. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's, like, campy stage militarism. It's yeah. It, it was. It, it had everything. Uh, they threw money at it when they when they put it on, and they you know they want to use Eurovision as a vehicle to kind of, um, like lots of other countries do to to you know project a different face to the rest of Europe and to the rest of the countries. And so when they had it, I think they tried to show how open and whatever they are. But then you know at the same time their papers are decrying the fact that it's it's too gay. And a few years later, you have the situation where uh, the Russian contestant hugged Conchita uh, first, uh, so the drag queen uh, from uh, uh, Austria who won. So when Austria were hosting, Conchita came back as a kind of presenter and backstage, but on camera, the Russian contestant that year was seen hugging her and was completely uh, blasted in, in Russia for that. And so there were social media movements against her and there was a whole uh, kind of you know angry backlash just for hugging a person, you know, so it's uh, like... There's all of these kind of things playing out within it at all times, of course, but I, I think the balance of it is for those kind of issues of identity and issues of representation, the balance is a good thing because the fact that people just get to see this stuff that, uh, you know, try as they do to censor part of it or to speak out against it, you know, every bit of this that gets seen by somebody is is probably a good
2: thing. Although you will get in trouble this year if you're seen hugging anyone. For any reason,
0: <laughs> yes, possibly. Though I think they're all in a bubble. I think I think the idea is that they're they brought them over uh, quite bastards. early, so they yeah. So so they've been in like a probably nonstop party for that this entire time. That so. is
1: probably yeah. the best bubble in the history of this <laughs> pandemic. Yes, exactly, I'm
0: tremendously jealous. Like so, all those like it's just a load of dancers and singers and production people having a whale of a time in Rotterdam.
1: Brilliant. Oh, they're having the best time, and they've yeah. also been deprived for a year of any oh, sort of like yeah. Yeah. Social interaction or contact, and now you just shove them all together. Oh,
0: yeah. I'm very jealous of those kind of things. So, you, you see it on, I, I watch um, <laughs> the reality TV craft show things like The Great Pottery Throwdown. This, oh, yeah. This, but it's great a, yeah. Great show. Great show on Lucy or ITV or whatever. And uh, Channel 4, I think, sorry. And um, they uh, they did that in a bubble too, so they brought them all together. But they because of that they get to hug all the time. They get to you know it, it's like it's a little window into normal life that you you get to watch. And I, hopefully this will be the same, and people will be happily hugging and uh, you know just showing us what we will all have again soon when we get out of our houses.
1: Uh, what what song do we want to do next?
0: Um, well, let's let's go straight to what I think is. Going to win this year because uh, I talked about this. And again, I'm getting better at the predictions. I was rubbish for a while and <laughs> after a few years in a row, uh, but we actually got quite good at them for a bit there. And I think we would have been right last year with, with Iceland, as nobody can say. But last year, uh, if you recall as well, I said that uh, one of the things that annoyed me amongst the many with Eurovision being cancelled was that uh, the Maltese entry last year did not get to go on the stage, and this is a uh, entrant who had. Uh, just turned 18 at the time. She has won the Junior Eurovision, there's a uh, like young person's Eurovision. Uh, her name is Destiny, and uh, she had a great song last year from Malta, which would have been a huge kind of breakthrough hit. That sometimes there's you know little countries that put something in, and it's only when they get on stage that people take notice of them. This year, they've brought her back, and they've given her an even better song. And actually, people have taken notice well in advance. And so the bookies' favourite currently is the song from Malta. And I think probably biased because I wanted to be in Valletta that this might be. You know, Give I love the
2: song
1: it's great I was going to say if I close my eyes and dream hard enough I can picture the oily naked man with the saxophone just grooving around playing that riff
0: that is, yeah that's it's a key part of the lyrics that really kind of brassy uh, line in it that, that just yeah that makes it pop i think there's a lot of Lizzo vibes obviously from this mm-hmm. uh, kind of staging and from the the uh, artist herself it's it's very you know uh, female empowerment unwanted advance by a man being turned away it's like yeah it's it's very nice
1: it f- feels very of the day yes yeah
0: yeah i think so too Jemakas means uh, "I'm getting out of here" kind of thing, so it's a sort of like "I reject this" essentially. Mm -hmm. But
2: the music video is utterly bonkers. Like, we just paused on the point where she's randomly in a science lab, (laughs) yeah. And before that, she was on a Mad Max set, and then and then (laughs) if we, we wait, I think they're in the reservoir in Malta singing at the bottom of it.
0: Yeah. And I think parts of it are actually a, a location that was used uh, in last year's video, but they're just like turned up the saturation and, uh, you know. <laughs> well, Malta's is very small. Island. Maltes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're like, well, we have the science lab, we have the reservoir, we're going to use them regardless. <laughs> um, it's, yeah. But I like how, how lovely would it be for uh, when Eurovision properly comes back and can have a big audience for it to also be on, you know, a sun-drenched Mediterranean island. and um, People would be fairly on for that, I think. It-
1: It could properly Uh, take over the whole, the whole area, which wouldn't be be hard. Pretty much. Yeah, uh, that's it. I mean, the same thing was said
0: of, of um, Cyprus a few years ago, who had a a breakthrough hit. uh, So the the year in uh, Lisbon, uh, Cyprus had a a song called Fuego, which was really huge that year as well. And it kind of like that came from nowhere and really blew up. And everyone was very excited at the same prospect. The idea that, you know, Nicosia would somehow accommodate, you know, tens of thousands of gays of Europe all at once for, in the middle of the summer. And I think malt is even smaller and even more ridiculous that this would happen but it would be a hell of a party if it does go ahead and i really think the song is just a uh like the right kind of song for now and just a joyous fun listen basically
1: so there's a question like how often does a song that is modern or of the times win compared to like a tried and trusted you know uh, formula that you would expect of a eurovision song how often does it yeah,
0: I, so one of the things, I think we might have talked about this a, a few years ago, one of the things that's happened is the tried and trusted formula of Eurovision Song has kind of broken. And there, there were like a good many years where there were pretty much a, a kind of a genre that's, that's usually called Schlager, this, you know, kind of middle of the road pop with a good big key change halfway through and this sort of stuff. Um, that got thrown out and it, that began really with um, Laureen's Euphoria a few years ago, which was, you know, it was a kind of a more Eurodance pop kind of sound. And then it just went all over the place. And really, for, for a few years, I mean, the, when uh, the Portuguese won, they won with an extremely slow cinema parody, so kind of ballad. Then you had uh, Netta winning, uh, which is, this is not unlike, there's a bit of Netta's mm. uh, song toy to this as well. Um, and so it's kind of vacillated all around the place. And actually, if, if it had run last year and Daddy Freyr, the Icelandic song, had won, I think we would have seen that You know, there. And that was a, a kind of strange synth pop throwback there too. So... Um, yeah, I'm not sure there is a formula anymore. I think it's, it's just what kind of captures the day, what audiences respond to. And um, I, this, because it has a lot of, of um, you know, traits that are, are currently in vogue and a, just a really charismatic performer, I think it's going to do well.
1: Lovely. Uh, who do you want to talk about next then?
0: Yeah, so uh, some of the other ones that uh, I think are, 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 you know, in the top of the running this year. Uh, again, I mentioned them a, a few minutes ago, Cyprus this year has a, a really uh, interesting <laughs> kind of story for us. Uh, Cyprus uh, has been doing extremely well over the past few years, they've been putting in just uh, you know, good pop songs that are super catchy, uh, Fuego which did really well for them and came second that year was, was their kind of first foray into that but they are back again with one that they use the get some controversy in advance technique uh, to drum up some interest in, it is called El Diablo and it has the lyric I fell in love with El Diablo and the Orthodox oh Church God. of Cyprus did not like this and say that the song is devil worship and therefore, it should have been banned. And of course, I, I suspect this is all contrived, and you know, yeah. of course, is is just a, a great story to get attention for it. But it did work, as it got you know tons of extra play because of this, and it got into some news stories and whatever. And it, listen to it, but uh, there's a particular uh, Lady Gaga performance that I think you're going to find very strongly throughout. That, that part there, where it goes, I love El Diablo, and it's a whole lot of children chanting. That does sound Satan worshipy. I mean, there is definitely quality. <laughs> of like a creepy chorus of children, kind of half singing, half chanting, I love El Diablo, is weird, and I don't know how but if going you to follow that. Like. If
2: you listen to it backward, it says twelve points, twelve points. 12 points. <laughs> <laughs> that
0: would be great. It is. I mean, overwhelmingly, it's a Lady Gaga rip. You know, it's it's mm. again. This is one of those other. Uh, formulaic things to do in your vision, which is take something from several years ago that you know is a safe bet and do a version of it. And I think it is that very much. But I also think in the year that's in it and people just wanting something lighthearted and fun, I think that's, you know, it's going to do well because of that. And it's already got a ton of airplay. So one of the, the big techniques, of course, in recent years is just get yourself lots and lots of YouTube views in advance so that people are listening out for it on the night. And mm. that's going to happen here, I think.
2: Definitely about 10 years ago, you did you wouldn't hear Eurovision songs on the radio apart from your national song but now I would not be surprised that you heard any of these songs on the radio
0: yeah and I mean partly that's that's the Eurovision itself has done an awful lot more to promote them so there, there was a kind of a veil of secrecy thing that you know they wanted the sanctity of the first listen that people had being the one of the night and this sort of stuff and you know they did kind of have it much more um you must judge it as you hear them done live or whatever. And that really has gone. And again that went back at at, uh Lorraine's Euphoria, like that was the year where that had like millions and millions of views before the contest had even started. And then from there, a lot of countries copped on to that. And some countries, I think, inflate their numbers. Again, no surprise, Russia, I think, is gaming. Russia cheating in something. What a shock. Uh, I think they're gaming the system because they overnight accrued millions and millions of views as they did last year. And I'm just, i I'm deeply suspicious that uh, that's really a legit uh, you know, response from lots of Europeans listening to these songs. But it can be a good metric in advance to, to kind of see... What you know has, has kind of caught on, and especially from smaller countries where you don't expect it. So, uh, Cyprus, for example, or San Marino, which has been putting in you know light-hearted, silly entries for the past few years. San Marino, by the way, has Flow Rider, this Flow Rider,
1: Flo uh, please, you Philistine, excuse me. I, I know, uh,
0: he's 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 a featured artist on their one this year, um, but like they Again, that got that you know, hundreds of thousands of views, which I think are perfectly legit. And so some of these in advance, you, you can kind of get an idea of whether people are, are latching onto them. But I think the countries themselves know this, the record labels and whatever are promoting them. There's an awful lot more kind of push on them well in advance
1: now. So, who, who should we go to next? Let's go for a bad one.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, let's vary away from what we think are going to be big songs or what we hope in Ireland's case is going to be a big song. And let's listen to uh, Ukraine. Ukraine is one of my favourite countries in Eurovision because they have the... Crazy mixed bag of incredibly serious, brilliant songs, like the one that they, they won with a few years ago. But they've also had Verka Serduchka, that uh, drag queen with the you know silver star on her head, who uh, sang <laughs> and dressed as a disco ball. Brilliant. They've had a uh, artist called Svetlana Laboda, who looks like a kind of fifty year old of Britney Spears, and she was you know carted on stage by hunky Spartan warriors, and you know sang on a drum kit that was on fire. You know they know how to do staging. <laughs> they they had the giant hamster wheel where they had a man running a hamster wheel just pointlessly while the song was on. So this year they've gone in a different direction. They've gone for a very strange song, which um, the band who who uh, are performing for them it has a kind of a like post apocalyptic, apocalyptic, excuse me, aesthetic. And so they often perform in kind of uh, looking like they're a cleanup crew in Chernobyl. So like in full <laughs> gear and masks and stuff like that. So very on trend for COVID nineteen actually. Maybe they are. oh <laughs> well, they could be. I mean, it. who knows. Um, but it's it's a strange sign, so yeah, have a listen. It's a good time. I like that look yeah it, it's kind of if mad max had been set in a snowy forest rather than the australian desert it's it's that kind of vibe and they they really I, I don't know. They, they they play with the the whole Eurovision key change in that instead of having a key change two thirds of the way through, they just double the tempo and it's actually chanting just twice as fast. Um, so yeah, it's it's strange, but uh, again, it wouldn't be Eurovision without a few strange ones, and I, mm. I kind of love this in a way. I'm dying to see what they do on stage because their videos are always very uh, odd, and I think they're they're going to be doing something fun as well.
1: I would describe their aesthetic as mild max. <laughs>
2: That's very good. Yes, I like that. Yes, yeah, yeah.
0: No, they they're definitely. Um, yeah, the the chain uh, that they use as a steering wheel, and, and even her kind of facial apparatus that she's wearing there. Yeah, there's there's a definite kind of yeah, fashion post-apocalyptic vibe. They're no, Lordy, there, in, in terms no, of they're the, not. No, like
1: no. The Lordy went like big, like very, very big, in a way that this feels like it's not. But then again, Similarly, I compare everything I mean, in life to Lordy, so
0: No, you're right. But actually, I think Lordi kind of allowed people to dip their toe into heavy metal, death metal stuff by doing it in a very lighthearted, cartoonish kind of a way. And so it had, yeah. of, it had aspects of it. This is kind of the same where it's, you know, it isn't intimidatingly weird or strange. It still is a, you know, like an accessible song. Mild religion, Max. So Max is brilliant, I think you actually need to get that into a headline quickly before someone else does. It. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Um, yeah, no, it's it's definitely it's it's going to be an interesting one. I just I'm I'm always happy to see Ukraine in the contest because they just do fun stuff like this every year and it's great. Uh, so uh, they're they're not disappointing
2: as usual, which is very very nice to see. When you're being invaded by Russia, what else do you have to do?
0: Well, they, they do sometimes sneak that not so subtly into their songs. I don't know, because this is in Ukrainian, whether there is some undertone of that, but it hasn't been reported on yet. Uh, so I'll, I'll have to uh, find out if that's the case. But they, they got in, in big trouble. I think we talked about this previously, but their, um, the, when, uh, their winner from a few years ago, uh, Jamala, was a judge the next year for the people who were entering. She did... Uh, Asked them controversial questions about uh, whether they considered Crimea part of Ukraine, which really was nothing to do with their song and quite political. So they were kicked out temporarily because of that. So I imagine they're a bit chastened now and that this is probably more innocuous than they might have been in the past few years. I
2: mean, it must be hard. Like, I mean, obviously. It's it's important to keep Eurovision as apolitical as you as as you can, but then at the same time, Russia is invading their country, so you have to mm-hmm. go and pretend to be happy with them on the on the stage. Yeah, yeah. like presumably they're going to be on opposite sides of that little um, green room in front of the stage.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I wonder how
2: they handle those kind of things
0: backstage. I mean, we, we
2: talked to Ireland and the UK beside them.
0: <laughs> yeah, we, we talked about this with Israel before. I mean, Israel is so controversial in general, and uh, you know, and God, especially at the moment, if if and if. Listeners have seen the, the news this week. They can't help but avoid the stuff that's going on there, unfortunately. And I think that was, you know, that, that's going to be a factor as well. Israel hosted it relatively recently as well, and there was a lot of people boycotting it for that reason, or there was a lot of outrage about it, you know, just getting to be from there, which I think was somewhat misplaced at the time. I do think if a country wins it, they can you know, legitimately hosted, and should, you know, the idea of it is supposedly to step beyond politics and allow people to participate on some other level. But, you know, that sort doesn't go away. And of course, it's the case that, you know, countries invading other countries or countries that have levels of hostility, like uh, Ukraine have to, to deal with from Russia, that's going to play out in some way. So... Yeah, watch and see. There, there, there will be no doubt some hijinks behind the scenes. Uh, I don't know if you remember the Icelandic entry uh, in Israel, snuck in free Palestine uh, things, little banners that they yeah. rolled up very tightly and they unwound on camera and got in tremendous trouble. I suspect there will be stuff again and I suspect there will be stuff directed at Israel again this year because it tends to be a, a you know, everlasting theme within Eurovision.
1: Cool. Uh, Who should we listen to next? Um,
0: So let's go from uh, this uh, sort of strange and uh, wonderful song from Ukraine into uh, the people who are hosting this year, uh, the song from the Netherlands. And I love this song. I really, really, uh, I think this is great. I do not think it will win, but I absolutely adore the music video for it. I think it's one of the most beautifully put together videos this year. Um, And I love the idea of the song. So uh, Jenga McCroy, the guy who's who's singing here, um, is uh, from Suriname, which was a, a... you know, colony of the Netherlands, and the Netherlands are trying to come to terms with their colonial past and with the uh, waves of emigration uh, that they've had from uh, Suriname and from their other colonies uh, over the recent years. And I think this song is trying to to deal with that and trying to talk about empowerment amongst that community within the Netherlands. And it is just a really, really nice song. So, let's listen. <laughs>
1: that's great i would not expect a big gospel number from the netherlands that's exactly yeah
0: so i mean i love really gospel numbers as i as I, again people who've heard this uh, particular eurovision episode over the past few years will be able to detect the ridiculous bias i have for a good gospel <laughs> number but <laughs> this is this is exactly the same and also i i, I like the message of it. it's very nice it's about you know kind of the birth of a new age getting past a lot of racial troubles which is something that the world could do with of course and i just think it's too slow and i i question whether the kind of production that it takes in to pull off that full gospel sound can be done in the context of Eurovision and the staging that they'll do there. And often there's an issue with songs that you know that the production on the like perfect studio track is is really really good and, and you know lends a certain vocal quality or lends a certain amount of voices in the background that that could, that's very limited when you do it on stage and they can't have more than I think six people in total on the stage filling out the, the vocal track. Oh wow. so, Okay. Yeah. So and like unless unless that has, has changed or there has been a little bit more uh, or there's been more leeway given that usually means that songs like this that depend a lot on a very strong kind of choral gospel vocal like this or a, a big fill out one they don't do as well so i think it'll possibly struggle to sound as good as it might do here uh on the night but i still love it i, I hope it gets into the, the final and uh, i'm really interested to see how they stage it as well i think it'd be great
2: and
1: they can't rely on uh backing tracks or anything
0: yeah no, well i mean they, they they do use backing tracks but they can't have vocal backing tracks so they realize right. that the vocal component has to be like i mean Honestly, this is getting so stripped away gradually that eventually they will be completely, uh, you know, produced pieces. And we're it's just going to be AI well singing
1: at each other back and forth with true robotic I bodies.
0: Yeah, yeah. There already, by the way, is an AI uh, version of your Eurovision song. I don't know if you've heard this, but it is absolutely wonderful, and uh, I can find it for you now if you please. Want yeah. So somebody took Eurovision lyrics, fed them into an AI, which I know you have done in your show as well. when yes. I listened to that episode. Um, And they very brilliantly then got someone who was very good at making really schlaggery pop to make a pop song with those ludicrous and stupid lyrics. I mean if this is where Eurovision eventually goes I fully welcome it because this is great It has all of the classic call marks With the like the bye 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 repeated And the, the kind of like chant the audience could do along It has that kind of soaring bit in the chorus as well I think it's great Don't,
1: don't if this is where society goes I'll be very
2: happy oh, exactly.
0: Yeah all, all this
1: doom and gloomy You
0: about know what? the, the Thank You both.
2: It's going to be me and the Ukrainians in the woods hiding from you, defectors <laughs> to the robot overlords. Donald and I will be dancing for the robot's pleasure to this kind Absolutely. of music. Absolutely,
0: if, if, if they can deliver this, this is all I want. Yeah, um, but no, we're, like it's it's going this way. We talked about this as well previously in, in other years. Like the, the amount of um, uh, kind of the the way in which video is is kind of intruding on us, and the fact that the staging has changed so that it's sometimes, you know straight videos rather than it's just kind of enhanced staging. And of course this year because Australia are again uh, back in it as they have been in recent years, um they can't join and they're not part of the, the bubble. So they because it's too far to travel, I guess. Um, and so they are sending video. So actually this year there will be a fully like video produced entry. And so it's supposedly like filmed as live but I think, like that, that you know, we're gradually chipping away at this kind of the last remnants of this being a contest, which is all about a fully live, fully authentic sound in this the kind of stadium at the time.
1: Yeah, I think as long as it doesn't betray the its own spirit, it can like yeah. evolve and transition as it needs
2: to. That's yeah, such I'm, a I'm, that's such a cop out. That means that you can constantly move the goalposts to where the spirit is.
0: And no, say, the spirit no this year the spirit's go- over here. No. Don't, don't look at
2: that part of the spirit. We're talking about this part of the spirit. No. And then no, I, the I, do- I,
0: I disagree because I think that's like music itself has changed a lot in the time. So, you know, they they got rid of the, the fact that there had to be a live orchestra playing for many years and that only left in the 90s. And so you know, no one <laughs> listens to a live orchestra. Johnny laughing. Logan has
2: never gotten over that. I'm sure he hasn't,
0: but I, music has moved on. I think I think you need to to allow you know electro sounds. You need to allow heavier production. You need to allow yeah, the, the spectacle benefits. I think from from there being some uh, you know elements that are, are somewhat enhanced. But I do think there's uh, a degree to which if it was just a video show, if it was like everyone kind of sent their highly produced video in, it probably would be pretty meaningless hmm. at that point. Like it does. Ne- like,
2: Netflix or Vision yeah exactly
0: yeah the live allows things to go wrong I mean you had the stage invasions a few years ago you had you know th- there will be a mistake someone's you know pants will fall off or whatever and right. everyone loves that happening so yeah I, I hope there's, there's still some aspect of the live but I think yeah it's it's gradually getting closer and closer to blue jeans and bloody tears and you know <laughs> so maybe, let's move maybe away from, that's not that
1: bad let's move away from the synthetic silicone artists and back to the yeah. meat ar- artists <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, and- <laughs> A
2: meat artist. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well. Yeah, I'm sure these people <laughs>
1: love to be called meat artists. Let's
0: go
2: um, for Iceland. We have Iceland. Yeah, have let's, some, let's take
0: the the delicious, meaty rotten uh, shark of Iceland, so And uh, it's Daddy Freyr again. This song is called Ten Years. Last year they had their their brilliant song called Think About Things, which he had written about how excited he was to meet his baby, which had just been born, which was super cute as well as being a really catchy song. Um, yeah. This is a good sign. same style, but uh, I think it is inferior to last year's, and I'm not sure they're, they're going to do as well. How does it, keep getting
1: better? A new
2: it was really nice that everyone from Iceland was in the video.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there is i mean they, they actually have their problem the, the music industry is small enough and that several times they are one another's backing singers or they're, they're <laughs> the same people yeah. have been in price and lows and lot of times uh, there's one artist in particular called hera bjork who has both entered and also been backing on about four or five other ones as well and she she even uh, went in for denmark at 1.2. the Scandies just share all of the best people and there's there's not enough of them to go around it seems um this one is like a lot of the the novelty of last year uh would have carried it i think but because they're doing the same stuff with the same look i love his dancing but because we have seen that before i think it'll damage its chances probably quite a bit unfortunately so
2: his
1: his outfit looks so comfy and so cozy i can't help but feel that that is also a nod to the previous year to the year that we've had that like this look is kind of how we all dress now i know i do
0: yeah, I intend to keep dressing this way as well. I'm wearing shorts right now, but you can't tell on the, the, the cropping that Zoom gives. Uh, and I intend to stay that way forever because yeah, the idea of everyone to wear suits again and things like that is pretty depressing. So yeah, I'd, I'd be happy with the Do you it. give
1: lectures in shorts? Yes.
0: Well, yeah, all of my lectures are, are given in shorts. That's the, the air if, on if, my legs is what allows my brain to function. That's has <laughs> been that's secret only secret for that, many years.
2: I've mentioned a few times, but Donald has been my lecturer this year. And I, t- I can tell yeah. you, it's only if we're lucky. Sometimes he stood up and we've seen other things <laughs>
0: jesus this is this is being broadcast i I could be no i don't care yeah,
1: uh, yeah. <laughs> Get a look at his p h d what
0: what are we what are we listening to next we we're, we're moving swiftly on from that one um yeah so let's let's talk about the the evil elephant in the room of russia. Um, so this year Russia has uh, been uh, <laughs> <laughs> we, we can't avoid them they're always there uh, always messing always trying to cheat in some way <laughs> always up to no good uh, sneaky Russians various Russians. Um, this year uh, they, they've gone for a strange choice and um, last year they had a novelty song actually and uh, it got again I, I suspect fake but it got a huge amount of views on YouTube in advance it probably would have done quite well I think because they tend to Put in more lighthearted hearted stuff and then they tend to have a huge block vote from neighbouring countries and so it is never a surprise when Azerbaijan gives them 12 or whatever, there's, there's usually a kind of a cohort uh, who, who boosts their numbers. This year they've gone for um, a song which, uh, well, let's have a listen and see what you think, I- I'm not sure how I could define this genre to be honest. It's going for, for a similar um, empowerment of women uh, kind of uh, vibe as as Cass from uh, Malta is, but uh, it's doing it with an abandonment of, I don't know, melody and <laughs>
2: the kind why of sorts. Is, that you Why is it empowering has. to be bounced against a wall? Yeah, yeah that, that,
0: I, I assume there's a lost in translation aspect to uh. those lyrics not really working as well as they might do in English, but uh, yeah, it, it's very odd. Um, I don't know, yeah, it, it, compared to last year, which was... was just explicitly a kind of lighthearted throwback last year they did a kind of like um, 70s 80s uh, kind of early days of Eurovision Cynthia um, pop number and it was super catchy it was you know the, the kind of sound that you could see getting a lot of votes elsewhere this might get regional block votes for people who just always vote for Russia but I don't think it's going to pick up stuff beyond that and it's a bit strange from them actually because normally they're a very uh, kind of professional machine at this point and they put in things that they really are calculating uh, ways to win from so I'm, I'm Puzzled slightly by it, but it's.
1: Uh, would you say, Donald, this is the most disappointed you've ever been in the nation of Russia?
0: Well, <laughs> oh, they find new ways to disappoint me every day. Um, no, I would not. I would not say that. I, I, I think they, yeah, they're, they're a strange nation who always do odd, odd things. No doubt it's part of some sinister plan that will only be revealed later. Uh, but I suspect it will take the form, in this case, of just yep. them not getting through the semifinals. This, this is, just is the first.
1: Qualify. This is the first domino. And we'll only <laughs> know later on. Exactly, <laughs> we'll look back exactly. and I go, remember that? Remember that Eurovision yeah. song?
0: Remember we thought we were safe because of that crap Eurovision song? And now look at us, that's probably what's going to happen. They're lulling us into a false sense of security, and uh, later the, the trap will spring. Let's let's maybe go to something that has a slightly better chance of winning, surely, than uh I than think
1: Russia. we can do maybe one more, because I do I do want to close on a game. Um, oh, oh! I'm so excited. I, well, then
0: then actually, screw it, let me just say quickly that I think that Switzerland has a good chance that people should listen to it, but let me finish on a different song, which is my well, worst we can song Do, do of you want to year. do
1: both? We, could, like, we can squeeze them in if you want. Oh, thanks. Okay, well, look, okay. Sweden, I, I think it's worth hearing a small...
0: Or Switzerland, excuse me, it's worth hearing a small bit of because uh, this is the other one that, that's been a bookie's favourite, but it is very slow. It's a very odd video uh, where... Um, I think there was a Coldplay video years ago where there was a car crash and the guy kind goes of... goes yeah. yeah, this one the goes scientist. It's Yeah, it's the scientist, that's it. This one has a similar vibe, so it's like a it's, it's odd to have a slow ballad with a car crash video, but that is what they've done. But the guy's a beautiful singer, so the artist is called Gijon's Tears. Uh, he was their artist last year and had a very good song last year as well, and so they brought him back. Uh, have a listen to a, a short snippet of there.
2: Which is that? It's in French.
0: And okay. so, uh, yeah, it's, uh, he's singing in, in such a high falsetto that it's very strange to, to hear it. But he can also do this live. So I've actually seen um, him at their national final singing this. And if he does that on stage live, I think that's one of the reasons why people are behind it. It's a good song, but it's also just technically really impressive to hear somebody sing in that range live and not be kind of messed with. And so yeah, but- if he pulls it do- off, it could be good
1: can he sing that way when they're recreating the car crash on stage?
0: <laughs> That's the thing, when, when he does get hit by the car, it's going to be quite <laughs> there's, there's there a are two of them. Yeah, yeah, in the video, It's. It is, it's I, I'm not sure what the message of the video or what the narrative is, but there's that long uh, section which is kind of him, I guess his soul leaving his body or something. This is super nerdy. Surprise, surprise. But it reminds me of that part in uh, Lord of the Rings where Gandalf and the Balrog are fighting and they fall through you know the sky and mountains and lakes and what it's—it's very like that. It is—it's kind of long, extended, falling through the beauty of the world. If a Eurovision item.
1: contestant ever fought a Balrog, then it, yeah. I think it would—it finally succeed in winning Steve over.
2: Dana has fought and killed many Balrogs. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we all know this. And they are the Balrogs of any social progress whatsoever. <laughs> 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 she stands in their way. Um, yeah, no, it's like it's it's a very nice video. It's very uh, Swiss. They have put tons and tons of money into it. It is. Uh, you know, non-controversial. I suppose it's a it's a melodic, yeah. beautiful song. The one that I, I do want to have just a snippet of, just so that they can end on the worst uh, possible uh, note. Uh, your poor listeners is uh, Germany. Uh, there's always a song every year that I hate. I hate Germany this year. Uh, this is this. What have the Germans ever done? The, well, they, they've they won before. They've put in some great stuff. They you know they are again ups and downs from them. And um, somebody described this as the most millennial song this year because it's just kind of. It's very woke, as you'll hear in the themes. It also has a lot of like uh, changes. It it kind of can't make up its mind about the type of song that it is and keeps kind of vacillating throughout. And I just find the guy's voice super annoying. So have a little listen and uh,
2: see if you respond better than I do. Looking at his intro picture, I hate him. to around
1: me जाओ meine damen und herren das war's mit i don't feel hate ich hoffe sie haben auch ein sehr nicees leben und bis bald it reads like a series of disjointed tiktoks <laughs>
0: which i think is why people are are calling it current and thinking it's you know well millennial is not current i guess actually (laughs) um, but yeah it it is uh, like hyper postmodern in that way where it's just like constantly swinging around to lots of different things it's trying to get in as many tropes as possible it's song but it also has spoken bits but it also has an orchestral bit but it also yeah it's i uh, I, I don't
2: know compared to the one from the netherlands which actually has a good social message this is just a pile of shit
0: yeah, well, that's the thing. And it's trying to do a sort of pretend social message. So the song is called I Don't Feel Hate. And it's about not hating marginalized groups, which, again, grand, good sentiment to get behind. But I think when you put your message in such a shite way, it doesn't really. Matter. I don't feel so, uh, hate,
2: but here's us killing yeah. somebody.
0: Yeah, I don't feel hate, but you're going to hate this song. I think it's going <laughs> to be <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so sorry to end on that one, but I think it's it's worth mentioning the bad with the good. I do think uh, ultimately it is a very good year. I think there's there's uh, a handful of really excellent songs. I think the first semi semi-final is going to be a tough one to get out of, but I hope Ireland does. And I think Ireland is up there with one of the really good songs this year. So I'm very much looking forward to the 22nd of May.
1: Lovely. Uh, well, we're we're ending not on that bad song, but on something far, far worse. And there I say... Uh, nightmarish and I'm going to apologise up top because I don't know what I was thinking with this one. I think I panicked, right? Because for maybe new listeners who haven't listened to the previous Eurovision episodes that we've done every year, uh, we always end on a game that I devise for Donald to play and I think in previous versions I've like had you guess between what's real Eurovision song lyrics and what's like something that an AI bot came up with or what's Mm -hmm. a song lyric and what's um, actually like a marketing tagline from some perfume. Oh, perfume,
0: yeah. What were yeah. Uh, things on, on Tumblr, I think. Uh, they were. Yeah, poetry kind of like, from Tumblr, old, yeah, poetry I think. Poetry from Tumblr, yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, and I thought that's all so boring and so rote at this point. Um, so I figured I'd get a little bit more kind of extreme and antagonistic with it and take <laughs> what you love most in the world, which is um, the, the sanctity and purity of uh, Eurovision songs and just... Turned them into um, Lovecraftian nightmares. Great. So what I've done is I've taken these a uh, couple of songs, four songs, turned them into just horrific things, and I'm hoping that you can try and like find your lost love within the chaos. Oh, so trying
0: scrambling them from whatever hideous yeah, LMS trying to reach you through the ether oh, and go. Yeah, perfect, are you perfect, are,
1: are you in there? You're a vision. It's me. Don't and try and pull them back <laughs> uh, from the ether. That's so. Uh, this is the first one and again I'm I'm, sorry because these aren't good
0: I am pressing my earbuds deep within my ears so I can hopefully pick up on what I need to hear I got it only at the end. It, this had a bit of the spooky children's choir to it as well. So there was quite a bit of devil worship <laughs> and that's, that's haunting sound. I think that's uh, that's um, Euphoria uh, by Loreen, and I got it yes. from the up, up, I did not get it until the up, 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 but yeah. Oh, my God.
1: I I thought, because every year you do pretty well in these and I thought, okay, this is going to be the year where I finally get you. But no, you found You You found Lorraine hidden.
0: That little tiny bit gave gave me Lorraine there, but wow, that is spooky as hell. Is this something that you... Have some generator for doing, or did you, I'm worried about. How no, much I made this. Spent doing this. Oh dear! I, okay. I stayed up
1: late last night making these, <laughs> and <laughs> I was I, I was late for work this morning because I was so tired. <laughs> <sorry. laughs> because, because you were horrified. Is, how could you sleep yeah, after this? Is this? taking a
0: toll on your psyche, I suspect. But yeah,
1: yeah, okay, oh, okay, right. We got one. That that one, that one is right. Uh, let's try this one.
0: For this one, so it sounds it, it has that weird pitch where it sounds like it is a was originally a woman singing and perhaps has been like lowered in pitch so that it now sounds like a bassy man. Yeah, but I couldn't I couldn't, right couldn't hone in enough on, on any particular. I'm gonna to have to just make an educated guess on a great female artist of Eurovision and hope that I'm right because I really couldn't pick up on anything. Like that. So I will say, uh, Celine Dion's classic Ne Partez pas En moi, which she won in Dublin with.
1: No, it's not. It's it? it's Waterloo by Abba.
0: No way was it. Oh my yeah. god! It has it has been through a journey to get to that horror for heart
2: again.
1: It has been reversed and pitch shift down, and if you listen right. at the start, that sound. <sighs> That's me saying Waterloo reversed.
0: <laughs> oh, I actually. So this is how spooky this is. I did think that was you, but I thought you
2: were saying Donald. And Donald, I felt quite afraid. Donald, when you yeah, wake exactly. up late at night tonight, that's what you're going to hear. No, that's exactly
0: it. I feel like that's what I'll hear just immediately before I die. So that's it's lovely. Thank you for that. Uh, okay. Oh God. Okay, let's see if I can I can do better on, on the. How many of them are there? Is there uh, there's there? four. Or this for this four?
1: okay. Yeah. Uh, have you have noticed that the, 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 the cover art is Cthulhu with AirPods? I have, yeah, it's lovely.
0: It's, I'm trying not to look at it and, and just focus on the glimmer of hope within each one. An educated guess this again i don't know if it's certain at all but i suspect because only of the pacing of it i think it is reversed netta singing toy maybe but i'm not sure
1: you are absolutely correct
0: yes okay <laughs> <true. laughs>
2: look at me i'm a beautiful creature i don't care about your modern time preacher welcome boys too much
0: noiseable teacher welcome by That's, and it is reversed, I think, because it doesn't yes. sound like words. But yeah, there's something about the pacing of it that it was it sounds like Netta. So yeah, that's that's great.
1: Good like that. God, three. you're yeah, doing yeah. it! You're fi- you are you are finding the the artist that yes, Let's see worked. if I can get a majority. At, at least I've
0: broken even now, getting two out of the, the three so far. Let's see how I've done the last one.
1: Now this one, I almost debated not putting it in because it's so <laughs> horrific. Okay, what happened? I told you, I made these last night. This one, mm-hmm. I blacked out. And when I came to, I think the Dark Lord Cthulhu had been working through me and had just created (laughs) this track on my machine. So I just, it's so horrible and so horrific. And I'm sorry I'm subjecting both you and our listeners to this, but. (sighs) Okay, deep breath.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we can stop it right there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I only put in eight seconds of it because it's too much.
0: Thank God. Yeah, that is, of course, uh, Ireland's lowest, lowest ebb. Uh, just in the Turkey singing "Ireland du Do which we we put in. I can't remember what year that was, but that was two thousand eight. Yeah, two thousand eight. Yeah, yeah. We we really did not give a shit at that point. We were we were all for insulting Europe. And yeah, it's it's absolute century. <laughs> much much more sinister than the other things we heard there
1: Uh, I might Um, try to get uh, Rush's bot farming viewer thing to to boost the numbers on these remixes (laughs) and we'll see if we can get the halftime show at the Eurovision Uh, I'm sorry for subjecting you to that but well done you've got the majority of them
0: yeah, no, That's I found right. my way through there. I was very happy with that. That, that was a fun game. I, I like that. the longer this goes on, the more times we do this, the harder it is to find <laughs> original ways to, to test my, my Eurovision knowledge. But you're you're doing a bang up job. So that was really fun. Thank you.
1: Oh, thank you, Donald. Thank you for coming on the show. Um, do you want to plug your Twitters? Because I assume you'll be live tweeting the the Eurovision this year. I will, yeah.
0: I mean, again, we, we can't go back to having uh, parties for it yet because it's still in Ireland anyway. Uh, we're, we're still in in the kind of Gradually emerging from lockdown, so I will be at home furiously live tweeting my way through. So I'm at Donald Mulligan if anyone wants to follow whatever stream of consciousness results from a lot of cocktails and me watching the the show live on the twenty second.
1: Amazing. Uh, are you going to be watching live, Steve? Probably. Nice. Uh, yeah. So at Donald Mulligan, that's li- that's in the show notes, and all of the the um, songs we discussed will be in the show notes if you want to check out the videos. And I'm also going to put in my spooky remixes if you just need, <laughs> if you need help falling asleep, uh, and yeah. they'll all be there. Uh, at what on politics on Instagram and on Twitter, what on at gmail dot com and HeadStuff Plus. If you want more bonus episodes, there's a link to that in the show notes as well. Uh, I think that's it. Well,
0: let's hope that maybe next year we're doing this from Valletta, and uh, you can just take the whole show over there to Malta for a nice Ooh. kind of in situ recording. If that, I, I think uh, you know, it, it would only be right for HeadStuff, your podcast network, to pay for you to do that. I think that's uh, something that you know, if Malta win, it's pretty much just something they have to
2: do they don't need yeah. to pay their and, electricity uh, bill they can do that instead yeah they're fine they're fine absolutely
0: but uh yeah no i'm, I'm hoping it would be nice to any, any travel is going to feel exciting after the the length of lockdown but i, travel I
2: mean, to if mullingar got yeah. to host it i would go there it, it, like, it doesn't matter <laughs> yeah that's uh, kind of true I'll, I'll need london then i wouldn't go there but apart from that perfect <laughs> hey yeah
1: hey, i wouldn't go
2: here <laughs> <laughs> that's not true actually that's my first trip planned is london <laughs> Uh, I'll save you a vial of my vaccine sweat. If uh, listeners subscribe to Head Stuff Plus, you will also know. (laughs) Let's not shill fake vaccines at the end of the Eurovision episode.